This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. You're listening to the best of Fubar Radio. If you have been living under a rock, then you wouldn't have heard of Deadpool. You should have. It's huge. It's massive. Um, we're very, very proud of our very own Ed Scrine. He plays Ajax Francis Freeman, the supervillain in the movie. He's joining us from the States right now. Ed Scrine. How you doing, fellas? You right? Oh, we're doing good, friend. We're doing good. Where are you right now? And it's about 9am in the morning. Is that right? It's 9am, yeah. I'm having my breakfast. I'm in um, Beverly Hills. And um, every day I just drive around playing Beverly Hills theme cop. It sounds horrendous, Ed. It sounds horrific. Yeah, no, it's a a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place. But, um, yeah, I'll be back next week and I'll be back on the grizzle in the rain. Oh, Yeah, I'll enjoy it while it's here. Mate, you are, you're on such a good run. Of course, you know, uh, Star of uh, you know, Game of Thrones, Transport. I also saw a quote from a, a Transporter saying, the shadow of Jason Statham loomed large over his, this reboot. But Ed Scrine nails it. The, meaning the franchise is in safe hands. So, mate, and then now, and now Deadpool. This is incredible. Um, Deadpool, in his first four days, has already grown so much that it's one of the biggest superhero movies of all time. How are you feeling, dude? How are you feeling about all this? I mean, all that stuff is just a bonus to, to, to a project that I'm just fucking proud of. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm, I, I love the people that we made it with. We, you know, we made, you know, it, when we were making it, it didn't feel like we were making some big studio movie. It felt like it was a very small bunch of cast and a small and the first time director where everyone were underdogs and everyone had something to prove. You know, you got Ryan Reynolds, who obviously he's an A-lister compared to like most of us, but... You know, he had something to prove after Green Lantern and all that. And then you got, you know, mm. Gina Carano's an MMA fighter. You got little old me. You got Brianna um, doing her first movie. Leslie Uggams, who plays Blind Al. She used to sing with Ella Fitzgerald and Frank Sinatra, have her own variety show. But you know, people don't know who she is now. And so, and you got, you know, so it's 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 a project that I love doing and I was super proud of. And to be honest, even if it bombed. I would have still been proud of it, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just a real bonus that actually the good guys can win and a project that mm. is, was done with integrity and done with heart and passion and treated like a, a school project, you know what I'm saying? It was just pure, you know, it was, it was just pure, pure love and, and heart and, you know, that, we can, that you can still win when you do things like that and you don't have to go and do some bullshit and, um, and sell your soul because I'm not in it for that, you know what I mean? I'll go get a normal job. I'm not, I'm not, here, for, I'm not here for that. Ed, I, I saw the, the movie last night and honestly, like I, I'm, I can genuinely say it's my favourite film, Marvel film of all time. Like yeah. it's, in, it's incredible. Uh, question, the, the genius of the script, was that there from the off? Yes, or, uh, yes it fucking was. Yes, it was. Sorry, can I swear? You, you can. You, you can, can. Everything yeah. but the C-bomb um, on this yeah. one, buddy. You're fine. Good to go. Anything but the C-bomb. Oh, man, that's a funny story, actually. I'll tell you. I'll, t- I'll answer your question about it. Well, to answer your question about the script, yeah, it was there from the beginning. And we had the um, the writers on set the whole time, which was an amazing thing. And the first first time I've ever had that, you know. And bless Ryan Reynolds, he, he gave up the money from his producing credit to pay for the writers to be there on set because Fox wouldn't pay for it. So... You know, it was incredible to have them there. They'd sit there geeking out on their laptops and then they'd come in and like whisper in our ears and go, you know, how about you say this and how about you say that? And then on the C-bomb, it, this is why I love Tim Miller, my director, because, you know, even when we Skype the first time, just before Christmas 2012, he said the, the C-word about 
10 times in our Skype conversation. I was like, this man is a man after my own heart. And the whole movie, the whole movie, we were trying to find the right place for me to drop it um, in a Marvel movie, but it just, it always felt gratuitous. And we tried a couple of places, like at the end when I'm laughing at him and I say, you silly effing idiot. Yeah. We were going to say, you silly effing C, but it just never felt right. And so we, we didn't put it in because... Because you know we don't put things in just for just for the sake of it, but um, bless him, you know what I mean. He's really trying to get the C word in the Marvel movie. And, <laughs> I love that. You know, I think that's, yeah. that's what, why it works so well is because you know it's not some hammy old shit that, that that you know that we've seen before. It's not this this you know these larger than life characters. It's human, man. This is about a dude who fell in love, a messed up dude who fell in love, who. Didn't, who didn't want to drag his his girl into down with him and then you know hit rock bottom and then got messed up by a horrible um, c word and then me and um, and then wanted to get revenge so that he could get 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 his pretty Ryan Reynolds look back so that he could um, so that he could you know get back with his girl and, and ultimately when you watch the movie it is just that you know what I mean mm. and, and, and and so it's it's relatable it's a human thing I'm 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 really proud of what what everybody did you know it's the sum of its parts and I take very little credit for for my part because Tim Miller is such an incredible director you know oh, really, really... yeah come on come on <laughs> Ed, come if, on if mate had, if they'd have had the cut before the reshoots people wouldn't be ranting and raving about me and if they'd have had a lot of the takes that I did, you know, if they hadn't chosen the right ones, then I would have looked like a lemon as well because, you know, you know, I, I, I needed Tim Miller to, to do that for me and that's why I'm so thankful, you mm. know, and that's why, like... It's, yeah, it's a really you know, strong performance from from you. Uh, I mean, everyone in it is brilliant, but you're really good in it. Super believable. I think tonally, like you just are just so on point. Physically, I'd love to ask you quickly. You know how you look so good in the movie. Obviously, <laughs> you you know I'm definitely fan fanboying over you in that sense. But you looked incredible. You must have had a really strong training regime for that, mate. Because obviously the fight stuff that happens yeah. and you look so good. Yeah, I mean. Every movie is like I changed of every variable in my life, you know, whether it's like sleep or whether I'm, you know, drinking or blazing or whatever. I take things out of my life and put them back in and change my silhouette, change my muscle mass, change my body fat, change my posture, try, change my accent slightly and just mess around with things. Most of it isn't necessarily translatable and people don't see them, but it changes the way I feel and I, I always have to like go immersive in it. You know, I'm not mm. like one of these method dudes. I switch off in, in between each take and just start cracking joke and being an idiot again. But I do change everything outside of the shooting day. So for that one, I was I was training so hard, bro. I was training mm. twice a day. Like I would wake up, go see my um, personal trainer, who's this incredible geezer, Tommy Europe, who used to be an American footballer. So he had me doing like all these crazy like box jumps and all this functional shit. And it's like, you know, when you see Ryan in the movie, Ryan is mass. Like he looks wicked he's got the big big chest big arm big shoulders but me i just was wanted to be functional because my boat was out for the whole movie mm -hmm. i had to carry these fights you know i was fighting the stunt guys for two days they bring ryan in for one day i'll fight the stunt guys for another two days and this was me i couldn't hide from it so i was first of all wanted to feel powerful so that i could you know portray that powerful role but secondly i just didn't want to get injured i didn't want to get ill so i was just on some training twice a day martial arts for two hours american football style training for two hours and just eating oh like seven meals a day just white fish lean meat pure vegetables 
pure fruit, pure water, and then only like three hours every week, like on a Saturday night, I'd go with five guys and get like two <laughs> yeah. bacon double cheese. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Beers. But it was messed up like certain times I didn't even want to do that. You know what I mean? I just, my, I was so in this thing, I just wanted to eat bloody salmon and broccoli. Mm. Like my body was just craving that. So I'd have to force myself to eat a burger and drink a beer. But, you know, by the end of the shoot, I was like, oh yeah, I'm ready to party. Mate, you were huge. In that, in that movie though, you were really big. And I actually went and saw it this morning and I got a review from a very, very sound very very reputable character she was in her mid 50s uh quite a, a big woman and possibly a little bit drunk and i asked her hey just out of curiosity what did you think of ajax in the movie and she said how oh what a sea bomb i want to lick him that's that was her quote <laughs> so there you go buddy that's the effect that you had on the general public that you're a sea bomb that they want to lick all right so if that was a desired oh, wow. effect smash it out of the park now just quickly talking about the stunts and stuff i did want to ask about that because i know that you um you probably you probably wanted i'm assuming you wanted to do as much as you could and there was a few little things like when i don't want to give away too much for anybody that hasn't seen it but there's a couple of little things on a motorbike that looks like it was you possibly did that yourself and you know so what how far were you allowed to go with the stunts because there's a lot i did i did all i mean you you can see when it's me because you can see my boat out you know what i mean and that was the first day i went for the um stunt rehearsals with phil silvera and rob alonso who were just legends in the game that you know they said to me you know they were like no pressure but like you need to emotionally carry these fights you're like they're like it doesn't matter how good people's uh, techniques are if you've got two masks you know what i mean and i think again that's why like a lot of these superhero movies are just like they don't resonate. You see people smashing each other into buildings and doing all this stuff, and it's like, all right, mate, nice one. But <laughs> when there's a human emotion involved and you see someone's face emotionally driving it, then that's an incredible thing. And and so, um, so I basically did all of the stuff where you can see my face. The stuff on the freeway where I'm where I'm dri- where the guy's driving with one hand shooting back with a gun. Of course, that's not me, man. I, I mean, obviously, you could have done it, Ed, but they just yeah. legally they yeah. couldn't weren't yeah. allowed for you yeah. to do it. Obviously, well, you know what? Legally, actually, they couldn't because I didn't have my motorcycle driving license then. I've been driving a ped around London for years, <laughs> and um, and I've got I just got my motorcycle license two weeks ago before I came out here. So now I could actually do certain things, but even now I couldn't do all that crazy stuff. And then there was another scene, without spoilers, where we're falling down on the on the at the end of the movie, and it's like this big epic falling sequence in slow motion. And like that was my stunt double, Jeff Robinson, who was just <laughs> this amazing guy. And it's like, you know, the whole movie, it was like I was out there, I was on the front line. So I did like you know eighty eighty five percent or whatever, but. You know, when Jeff would come in and do those things, I'd be like, respect, man, because I, I just can't do that. You know what I mean? And 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 um, and those guys are amazing, man. Like, you know, Jeff Jeff texted me the other day and he said to me, bro, it looks amazing, rare, rare, rare. And I said, I was just trying to look like you, you know? And I, and I would do I would do something and I'd be like, this don't feel right. You know what I mean? And I'd say, Jeff, how do you do it? And he'd do it. I'd go, okay, that's how I do it. <laughs> and I'd go back and, and copy it. So, you know, like I say, it is the sum of his parts, man. It's about the people you're surrounded by, you know? And, and we're just like we're just cogs in the wheel you know I'm just like I'm, I'm just I'm just like a screwdriver or a spanner you know what I mean they just pull me out and, 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 and hopefully it's the right fit and you, if you get cast in the right for something which is right for you then then, then you can do the right thing but um, you know a lot of it is um, is down to the gods 
<laughs> Ed, I, as I say, I was so impressed with you, so impressed with the movie. Uh, and now, obviously, I always follow what you're doing. Um, but what do you know what you, you've got coming next? Because now I think like it's just going to be all eyes on you mm. now. Like If it wasn't already, then now it's like, okay, what is this guy going to do next so oh is my there god. anything it yeah. just broke up with Rihanna oh my god what a travesty front page of the paper oh. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah so but do you, are you can you talk about anything do you know what's coming out is there anything that we can I look mean, out I've for I've got two projects which, which, which I'm attached to at the moment two beautiful little indies uh, the only projects which I've accepted since Deadpool like when Deadpool come I was kind of like this This is kind of ruined stuff for me in the sense that like no movie's ever gonna feel <laughs> like I'm never gonna be with a cast that I love so much I'm never gonna be with a director I trust so much you know I say that in jest but you know so we've turned down I think seven movies since, like without, without talking um, grotesque, like a crazy amount of dough. When when like I used to work for minimum wage, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm not in it for that. If I got a, look, a little breathing space, and if I do a movie like this, it serves to, it serves to say, actually, I'm not in a rush. Actually, nah, I'm chilling. Actually, I'm gonna pick the right project. And I just met with some um, incredible filmmakers out here. Some incredible independent filmmakers that are doing some incredible shit you know what i mean they're making some movies that make me feel how i felt when i saw the revenant you know mm. and and that's what i'm talking about i'm not here i don't need to be here i so, will literally leave like when i don't want to be here like i am here to make shit that i love i'm a love dude you know what so i'm saying i've talk, been with talking, my missus for 16 years bruv like this is <laughs> anything i do i do for the love i don't do this i'm not just, <laughs> hey hey just like for face just quickly so talk, talking about love and talking about the revenant so you're saying you want to get bummed by a bear that's like your kind of career sort of aspect <laughs> <laughs> is that like where you'd really like to go you'd really like to see <laughs> exactly exactly no Ed, I'm, but yeah, I'm, two, the two movies bruv uh, one of them's called gateway six which is by this incredible 23 year old director from estonia who was nominated for an Oscar for his short film when he was coming out of film school. This kid is incredible. His name's Tanel Toom. And um, Reese Iffens is attached to it. And it's just a little four-header. It's something that I can learn with. It's something that I can grow with. Like, I need to get better, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, I'm proud of this movie. I'm proud of the model. But I need to improve. I need to be around filmmakers that can help me to improve I'm not here resting on my laurels you know what I'm saying mm, good place to be man I mean as Jason was just saying like we were we, we, we literally we cannot give away too much about it for people that haven't seen it but we were chatting before the show we were both just like Damn, like this was just like beyond expectations, and not as we were just saying at the start there, like it smashed the box office. Like it's one of the biggest grossing uh, for a low, it's a relatively low budget film as well, fifty eight million or something for Fox. That's yeah. relatively, low, but it's one of the highest grossing superhero movies of all time. That's it's just the incredible. Opening, for yeah, big, yeah, one hundred thirty two mil in the first so we, weekend. You know what I mean? Like just yes. insane. So we done more than Avengers. We done more than Hulk. We done more than the first movies of all of those franchises. You know, and that's. Again, the good guys can win. You know what I mean. Mm. And like, because even like the way it was uh, publicized online, like it was it was trending on Twitter like higher than Star Wars, which is giving you an idea of how big this movie and how big an impact this is really really having. Now you were saying before about even working with the cast. Like, what was it? What was it like working with uh, with Ryan Reynolds? He seems like such a nice dude. Because I saw something really really awesome that he actually went to Canada to show a young cancer patient um, the movie six weeks before anyone else had even seen it. Like he sounds like he must be a pretty amazing guy. He's a top dude, you know. It's like you never know when you're going to turn up on set. Jason, you know that, innit? Like, especially if you're yeah. working with people that are, like, inverted commas, bigger than you. You're like, oh, man, what's the ego's going to be? I've met a couple of arrogant C-words, you know, in this. And I just try and learn from them and not be like them. But you you do wonder, you know what I mean? And so I met him and then 
as soon as like I found out he was a, a dad too, I was like, okay, you know, he's going to know certain things. He's going to be down to to a certain point, and he just exceeded my expectations in terms of what like a gentleman can be. And you know, he's so generous with his energy. And I mean, it's like he he serves, you know, in the same way that those arrogant c words prove to me what you shouldn't be. Ryan proves what you should be. You know, after even trials and tribulations, and after 26 years in the game, I'm like three, four years deep. You know what I mean? So it's like. He, he serves to like show me what a gentleman you could be, how you should make younger, less experienced actors feel, and how generous you should be with your energy when you're off camera, and and uh, and also like technically he's bloody good, you know what I mean? Like mm. people don't really respect him, but technically he's great, man. I mean you see all that stuff in the workshop when it's all getting dark, and it's like he can do that too. He's not just he's not just there for the silly jokes and the pretty face you know mm, for sure uh, Ed I know we've got to wrap it up but just uh, just quickly um, I'm geeking out that you're like I'm still up for doing these independent movies and like it, this is how Ed for people listening how Ed is this is exactly how you are I just wonder where do you where does this sort of humble and just this genuine guy come from? Is it is it your background? Is it just where does that sort of the, the how are you manage how are you ma- managing to keep sort of humble and grounded with everything else going on? Well, first of all, I, I, I didn't get step on a set until I was twenty six years old, so I know what it's like for people to like cross the road when you're walking down the road with a skinhead. I know what it's like for people to not respect you. I know what it's like for people to think to think you haven't got a voice I never gave a shit about that before and I don't so when people when I've supposedly inverted commas got a voice now it really makes not that much difference it's like you know obviously I was raised with like manners and and, and, and the right things from my parents you know they're both hard working good peoples and like you know I try and surround myself by good peoples my girl must take a lot of credit you know what I mean we've grown up together since we were 17 and you know she's a good woman and I don't know man I'm like I'm not here to like I'm, I don't know, man. My hand don't shake. You know what I mean. This stuff don't re- don't like change me. I'm out here like I'm, I, I've got the crazy pimped out car, bro. This is different from my, <laughs> from, my, from, my from my banged up Ford Focus back home. I'm raising Task Force. You know what I mean. I'm playing voice of the great Sunset Boulevard. Like, you know because that's what I'm listening to. Then when I go back home, I'll get my banged up Focus and I'll blaze Task Force again. So. I don't know, man. I see these guys. I see. I see certain actors like tainted by either not getting success or tainted by getting success. And I'm like, I'm not trying to hear that. You know what I'm saying? It's like Rudyard Kipling in his poem where he says, "If you greet triumph and adversity as the imposters that they are, then you're a man, my son." And so it's like you ain't gonna see me like get hyping up because Deadpool's made all that money. You know the same. The same morning. This is like the, this is the real shit. It's the same morning I sat here and my my lawyer emailed me and he goes, "Dude." You're breaking all these records, made all this money. All my agents was emailing like all hype. And my girl sent me a video of my son riding a bike for the first time. And I cried my eyes out. And I was like, this is what it's about. Yeah, like, for sure. This is a bonus. Deadpool's a bonus. But like, yeah. the, 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 those things matter the most. So I don't know, man. I, I'm just trying to like protect myself and learn from everyone at every opportunity and just stay humble. You know, even if the spotlight's there, then, you know, I'll stay out of it. It's like Matt Damon, bruv. Like, they ain't got nothing to write about him because he ain't doing no grizzle, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm trying to stay... I'm trying to. I'm, I'm going to stay that way. You know what I mean? Oh, you're such a G, mate. We're super proud. Just talking about that quickly as well. Uh, we do, uh, we know you're busy. You're a busy man. You got meetings. You got things to do. You're in Beverly Hills right now, Mister Ed's crying. Are you? Are you ever going to get back into rap? Well, there's a project that me and uh, Plan B Ben wrote years ago, which was called Films for the Blind. Um, 
and it was there was a song we did called how's it feel um and basically this was this like concept album that we wrote like 21 tracks it was all messed up there was all like murder rape pedophilia it was proper dark side that was where we was at with our rap stuff at the time it was on some necro stuff but um we wrote it as characters and we were going to bring in like Klashnikov, skinny man ray winston riz ahmed we were going to bring in actors and rappers to play parts whether they're doing spoken word or rap and so we were gonna curate it and, and create it and we wrote it and we geeked out on it but we only ever released one song from it and you know we kind of talk about the possibility of maybe going back to that stuff and to be honest that's the only way you'd ever hear me on record again because yeah. I, I you know i do what i love man like i say i'm a love dude i don't really love i don't love spitting anymore i don't yeah i did at the time and that's why i spat like a nut up you know and it was like that was for that so you know it's different phases different times if there's something that's creative if there's something that's interesting and that you know will keep that coal that fire burning in my belly i'll do it but the, the answer is probably no fair enough mate well uh it's great thank you so much for your time mate we, we we we're all genuinely super super proud of you absolutely smashed super villain ajax uh, francis freeman freeman in in deadpool mate congratulations and um we, thanks, look, we look forward to getting you home and thanks for your time huh thanks Ed. yeah mate let's let's have an old-fashioned when, when we get home mate an old-fashioned you know what that means in australia you basically just ask me to strop you off that's fine <laughs> but <laughs> my friend i'm that proud of you i will all right <laughs> when we come home that one's on me mate thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Absolute legend, mate. Um, we'll, we'll see you when you're back, and uh, and just have fun and just enjoy it, huh? Thank you, bro. Much love, man. Oh, what a ledge. Good guy. If you haven't seen Deadpool, make sure you go. And, um, in fact, we, Jason Mazza, we're going to go on a date and see it again, aren't we? Honestly, like, I, I never go and see films again. I'm 100% going to see that film again in the cinema. It's incredible. Like, on just every level. Go and yeah, see it. 100%. All right, mate. We'll, uh, we'll catch you soon, Ed. Thanks, mate. You're listening to the best of FUBAR Radio. We're lucky enough now to be joined by Jack and Blaine from Mr. Jets and the Teenage Jack and Blaine, everybody! Jack and Blaine! <laughs> Talk that shit, you! Talk that shit! <laughs> Hello. Are you alright? Did you yeah. just have a blackout, bro? Are you Man, okay? This is, this is going to be like a Hot 97 show. Jeremy's going to yeah. be like a proper rap show. Okay, yeah, I'm good. Gonna be, I'm going to be like a proper rap hype, man. Perfect for having Mystery Jets in. Perfect. Perfect. Exactly. Nailed it. Nailed exactly. It. No, do you know what it is, right? Because I, I used to work for uh, an establishment called All Saints. It's uh, a fine retail establishment. That's oh, the clothes shop. Yeah, yeah, the coolest clothes. Mm. That just Not basic. the iconic pop band. Not the iconic <laughs> pop band. I tried to work for them, but I did get an injunction. Um, but All Saints, we used to bang Mystery Jets music all day, every what day. What happened, All Saints? What happened? What, what made you stop? I, I left, so I don't give a shit what happened to them. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, who would have thought that, you know, what, mm. I'd be, like, using your music to, to like, fuck around in the stockroom. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> As the soundtrack to messing around in the stockroom and then to and then be interviewing you on the yeah. uh, on the radio. So it's an absolute pleasure to have you in today. Yeah, it really Thanks is. It's lovely us. to be here. That's cool. my Mystery Jet story. That was a really good one. Yeah. yeah. I would have told that from behind the counter. If you ever did a This Is Your Life. Oh. That would have been my account. Okay. Nice how, are you, how are you guys anyway? Yeah, right? good, man. Well. Yeah. Got a really cup well. of tea. Got a cup of coffee. You're doing well. It's really sunny outside. It's lovely. It yeah, is. it's a beautiful day. Um, mm. But yeah, good. What would you be doing if you weren't here with us right now? What, in life or? Yeah, just in general, <laughs> on, on this beautiful day. 
scrambled eggs. Yeah, Ooh, scrambled, scrambled eggs, eggs and yeah. salmon. Scrambled eggs and salmon, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's that we've, we've actually got the day off today. So oh, nice. It's, kind of like, <clears throat> it's quite fun to come and. Well, not speak really, because you you're doing a radio interview. So how's that a day off? It's <laughs> <laughs> a really <laughs> shitty day off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite a fun day off. Mm. Yeah, I don't know whether I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't quite quite know how to take no, that. Do you know what I mean? Is that an insult or? Have a great day in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're doing it. It's what we're doing. 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 It's my my family's from Melbourne. Really? Yeah. Like like uh like the what they moved there a while or sort of or grew up there or where? Yeah, I guess I don't know. I guess maybe I'm third gen Aussie. Right. Wow. Yeah. Oh, cool. Have you spent much time over there or on tour? Yeah, on tour. Yeah. I've I've always loved it. There's a lot of uh, seagulls in Melbourne. Is my sort of <laughs> there are, but they're not like the Brighton ones that like pick up fat kids and fly away. No, <laughs> you know what like, I mean? Like they're not that aggressive. Yeah. But um, do you want to hear a really quick ama- amazing seagull story? Absolutely. Yeah. From Melbourne. No is this way. is this a, a story that a seagull told you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So he's like he was out at a chip shop, <laughs> chip shop one night. The seagull, right? Um, and he saw that uh, Livingston d- uh, seagull. What is it? Jonathan. Liv- Bang. Apparently the guys are dick. They got in a massive fight. No, no. So what happened? Right? There was somebody, um, this guy, very, very suspicious-looking man at a train station in Melbourne, sitting there with hot chips. Right, the train pulls up, and he's just watching it, and he's like throwing chips to the seagulls. They're getting close up, but just one at a time, very, very, just casually throwing a chip until all these seagulls started gathering around. More, more, more seagulls, more seagulls, more seagulls. <laughs> Finally, the train pulls up. The doors open. The guy's got the big bag of fish and chips. Just throws it into the train. Oh my god! <laughs> so like dozens and dozens of seagulls oh my fly god. into the carriage, and then the door shut and takes off. So it's like five minutes of pandemonium. <laughs> birds on a train. Birds on a train. <laughs> so you saw that happen? With no, you, right? no, it's just a very famous story. <laughs> very very that's, famous that's, story. Every, that's every, everyone's everyone's like one person removed from that guy. Like yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seagull guy. Yeah. I mean, what would you? What would be the punishment for something like that? You know, like. That's a good point. Would you? Would the police come? Because because it's seagulls. That's a very L- littering. Surely the, the only thing police? really would be littering. Because you imagine you did something that epic and made like you know international yeah. headlines, and you got a fifty quid fine. Maybe like post, that, post, that be it, like post-traumatic stress for the driver. I was going to say, like, yeah, yeah. All oh, right. Isn't that terrorism? Kind yeah, of. It's like yeah. birderism. 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 <laughs> Chippenism. Terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> Bird and chip and terrorism. Yeah, yeah. Because because you get. For, for five minutes or I don't know how long because that could be one of them long distance trains and then it stops it not for a while yeah. and he's just got dead guts <laughs> all, <laughs> all, all over the screen yeah. and people are just trying to jump off the train imagine you had a, like an actual like a proper phobia I don't know what, what's the phobia of birds bird. I used Avi- to have that as a kid is a- it aviophobia maybe or yeah, something I like just, that did it, does it have a name I'd an, say everything's got a name. All the phobias got name, have got names. Yeah, yeah. Even, even hey, phobia, um, I know. Producer, phobia, producing yeah. team, can we find out the phobia of birds, please? Uh, just look up Alfred Hitchcock. Sure it'll come Hitch- up. Hitchcock phobia, maybe. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I was terrified of birds. Oh. I'd have hated that. Don't ever yeah. go to Melbourne again. Yeah. When you're when you're touring, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. hologram, hologram all your shows. <laughs> I I remember seeing some footage of these kids. I can't remember them. I think there were some LA, some kids from LA or something. They look like you know like skaters or surfer type kids, and. uh they 
started feeding some seagulls. I th- I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was LA because I'm sure it was uh, along Venice Beach. Mm. They started feeding some seagulls laxatives. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. No, because they shit enough as it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, hilarity ensues though, oh. man. Like, they, they, they edit the video. So it's like, you know, half an hour later when mm. uh, it starts taking effect and they're just zooming in. People are getting shat on left, oh right God. and centre. I really want to know what, like, LA seagulls eat. Yeah, yeah. Fruit, yeah. Like yeah. kale juice, fruit, yeah. like, oh, yeah. froyo. <laughs> 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 like, this shit's probably mad Organic healthy. yogurt, yeah, yeah exactly. Granola yeah. with Biodynamic cheese. LAC got shit probably open their mouths, do you know what oh. I mean? So, leftover quinoa. Have you ever heard, um, I can't believe we're still talking about seagulls, but let's go with it. Um, <laughs> have you ever heard, and this is really, really horrible, but it's like an urban myth that if you put like Panadol or something in a piece of bread and give it to a seagull, that they fly they away up. and then they explode. Yeah, I heard that with rice. I heard the rice rice and pigeons, yep. Oh, same school. We're yeah. from the same part of town. Where are you from? <laughs> high five. I oh, know I'm actually from Hackney. Hackney. Yeah, but I used to hear rumours that Mystery Jets were from Hackney. We live, we live in we Hackney. Live no one's mm. from Hackney. I'm, no I'm actually from Hackney. You might be the first you I've ever met. First person. I one. think I might be. I was born in Homerton Hospital. I lived um, in Stoke Newington until I was 12. I now live by Shoreditch Park. Did Never you go to Stoke Hackney. Newington School? I went to uh, Our Lady in St. Joseph's Primary School opposite De Beauvoir. Uh, but kind of secondar- canna- yeah. Secondary school, I wasn't. My, my parents wouldn't allow me to be educated in Hackney. There's a bit because of a nightmare. back then it was Hackney You've was. You've got a the other William yeah. Patton school. Is that what it's called in, mm. in Jackowell? Yeah, yeah, yeah there is. There was, I used to I live d- opposite that. Yeah, I don't even know if it exists anymore. To be perfectly honest, I think yeah, it's big and blue. Oh, fair play, yeah. fair play. <laughs> Like a like a like a Florence and the Machine album. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, we just got a, uh, a a little note from the producers saying that ornithophobia is a, is a type of specific phobia which is abnormal and irrational fear of birds. How, what, how do you say ornithophobia the phobia? <clears throat> again? Ornithophobia. Where ornithophobia. the fuck does that come from? Ornith. Um, Ornith. Mm. Uh, I it'd be anything further than producers I don't know yeah I don't know real. where it comes from it by comes the way from producers. Producers. Yeah. next time you send for a little note just make sure it's a five yeah <laughs> <laughs> pun game strong pun game strong so um, what's been going on anyway how are, when we got your new single that we're very excited to uh, play we, have, we haven't heard it for the, uh, yet ourselves oh, cool. uh, bubblegum so we're going to be playing that pretty soon um, but what else has been happening We've been on the road a bit. We did kind of like a UK tour, which was really good. Like, we haven't really pl- properly played for ages. So we kind of doing a run of shows was amazing, mm. like kind of getting back into the swing. But it was really short, though. So by the time you come out with something like that, you're like, I'm back home again. Yeah. Like, I like, hate short tours. Short tours are the worst, aren't they? They are. Tease. It's like going strip club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, a lot yeah. like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's been good. We like, yeah, we just did a video for this song Bubblegum, which is really cool. Cool, and it's nice that people are hearing it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's good because the album's been out since uh, January, right? Jan- January sixteenth. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember seeing sort of um, you. You did quite an interesting gig for was it for charity or something or, or for no to, to save to save a venue or something like that. Oh no, we did a gig for Ramsgate Music Hall. Mm. That was it. Which is like it's Britain's tiniest venue and it's this amazing space and on the seafront in um Thanet. and uh it's great it's like the stage itself is like the size of this room it's quite yeah. small it's tiny yeah. tiny and the dressing room's fucking huge amazing um, <laughs> so I had to that's exactly myself. what you need yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you can swear by the way uh, yeah. yeah i was yeah, told yeah. but i remember kind of halfway through you swearing can, yeah, yeah. yeah there is no watershed at food bar <laughs> no no nope. Nah, all the water gets it's used good. for tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah, that was great. What else have we been doing? Other than that, <clears throat> uh, oh, I'm not really sure. We've been like just doing this, having fun. This yeah, is, this good. Is, you know, speaking to lovely people such as yourself. Oh, oh, thanks. Two man. buttons, Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> Two buttons open, buddy. You're. How many have you got in your flies? Four, isn't it? 
Halfway there. Three. I've got four. Three. I'm actually yeah. got a zipper, got so four. you're already there. <laughs> no, I think I've got three. No, I've got, got three. three. I've got three. Good. Good check. Good yeah. chat. Good chat. No, no worries. So you've just been having fun and just sort of hanging out? We're playing, we're playing like the odd show, kind of little one-offs, but we're playing one tomorrow in Hackney, actually, in Hoxton. Oh, awesome. Nice. Um, Whereabouts? It's it's uh, Hoxton Docks, I think it's called. Oh, I know Hoxton Docks. I yeah. think I think if, if memory serves, I think a, a, a friend of a friend still owns that place. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just along the canal, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing yeah. space. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Like I remember going there before it had been like properly set up because there's there's a flat above it, and these guys, like I said, that are sort of once removed, uh, they they live above it. Okay. And it's like amazing pattern. One of them had this boat that one, they're, they're really interested in sort of um, like you know m- marine travel. I don't know uh, and boats and stuff. And they, and one of them has got this boat that is just like a self writing boat. It can't capsize. Okay, right. It, amazing. Right. They were just kind of using this space before they sort of opened it up mm. to the public for as a venue. They were just kind of using it to uh, to store these amazing like you know boats and motorbikes and these strange cars and stuff. Yeah, really right. cool place. Yeah, really cool place. Yeah. So, so that's tomorrow night. Hoxton that's Docks. tomorrow night. And um, and then after that, we're out to Europe to play in Paris and nice. Brussels and Utrecht, and then off to Japan. Also, oh, no, so, so no UK festivals. We, this we year. got some. We, we'll we be got back for the summer. A few yeah, dates coming. It's kicking off in May, haven't you? Around about yes. then. So we'll be giving yeah. the dates away for that as well. Mm-hmm. Towards mm-hmm. the end, mm-hmm. not yet though. Why was there a three a three year break as well? You just was it was it deliberate to take a bit of a break before this one? Or we built a recording studio. Did you? Yeah. Incredible. Tell us everything. Well, the girl version too, not the boy version. What <laughs> everything? <laughs> you want the you want the nitty gritty? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, basically, yeah, we found this um, uh, button factory in Stoke Newington, which is like pretty much where you're from. Yeah, yeah, man. In, in Stokey in Bespoke Newington. <laughs> and, and we, uh, <laughs> I love that. Yes, <laughs> and we, um, it was basically right opposite Blaine's house, yeah. and um, you were out. You just saw the like the landlord walking in there one day. Yeah, you know? it, well, we were sort of looking. We, we were looking for a space for a long time, and and the building opposite my house is, is an old button factory where they used to make the sort of covered buttons. You know, the sort that have sort of fabric. Yeah. On top of them. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. You get them on a nice pea coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they did all of them. They, they did, did, they did all, all the buttons. All the buttons yeah. They made all the buttons. And um, anyway, th- my landlord was coming out and I just said, Hey mate, can I can like can I have a look in there? Like what, what happens in there? And it's it, it's they haven't actually made buttons there for a very, very long time, mm. but all the machines were still in there and mm-hmm. each machine weighed about a ton and a half. Mm. And we had to move about 30 of them in order just to clear the space to even consider building a studio Um, but I'm really glad we did it took a long time but I've always found it much more exciting to make records in places where records aren't meant to be made meant to be made in the sense that you know you kind of you have to sort of create your own idea of what a recording studio Absolutely. means or looks like, and and, and that sounds like. Sounds, what the, what's yeah. the acoustics like when you have got such a big open space? Or have you, have you, did, quite, you did you actually build the studio into inside it? Or no, you, no, using the open space. We kind of use the open space. Space isn't too big, but there was like loads of metal in the room, so we kind of put loads of blankets, and, yeah, you know, shag rugs, and you Beautiful. know, like like incense everywhere. Yep. Um, but no, we kind of, we just made it all really like padded and to be honest, like the whole thing's still like developing and like kind of it took like, you know, like all of us just like shifting drums an inch around a room and yeah. like finding different microphones but we found like our sweet spots in the room. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. Like it's Beautiful. so good to have a place to like call the bass. You must, yeah. you must have a studio as well. Well, no, I don't have a personal one. I use quite a few. My, I, one of the main studios I use is actually in Stone Union. It's right. uh, owned by a friend of mine on Manor Road. All right. Um, so yeah, just literally just by the, the, the train station. Mm. Um, 
and yeah, I know you know a lot of a lot of sort of smaller sort of studio setups are be a, a kind of springing Do up. You use around the, is it called the others? The space you use? It's not. No, it's it's um it's. So, so this guy, he he only he's got like the one room in there that's a studio. But it's like, it's like you were saying, it's not meant to be a studio. Everywhere else, there are like uh, pattern cutters in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are um, just like noise makers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really cool, like yeah. a really really cool space. But yeah, he has the he's the only person in there out of maybe ten uh, people that are like renting rooms in there that's actually using it for music. music. And that's another thing that I love about about you know music and and Hackney in general. Do you know what I mean? You just yeah. kind of you get a space and you do what you're doing you don't really there's, and there's going to be such a, a a mishmash of different types of creatives in 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 a in a building and stuff i suppose you sort of got the luxury of being the only ones in there i'm assuming in yeah the button, the button factory. i mean the neighbors hate us because it's like quite a residential area and yeah. we're just like super loud all the Fuck time him, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> is it noisy making buttons though maybe they've uh, yeah maybe but that was like in the 90s you know people oh. cared less about noise in the 90s so is this is, yeah, is, is this is this full yeah. unofficial <laughs> is this mystery jets hq now like it you set yeah, up as a little yeah. hangout Spot. It must it be so chuffed, man. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It must be so good. Because all of our stuff was just getting, like, dust on it. Yeah. And, you know, it was in a garage in Twickenham, and now it's, like, up in this room, and you can go in a bit yeah. like, oh, That's cool. So yeah. No parents, no rules. Oh, hey, school's hey, out. Hey. Mystery Jets. Let's go to Tijuana. What? <laughs> <laughs> if I want to make, like, a minimal electronic experiment on a modular synth at four in the morning, I can. You can yeah. do yeah. that. Who's yeah. going to stop me? If I want to yeah. order yeah. five at 11 o'clock at night to someone that's not my home, you can do it. Order a phone, he's like, extra order phone, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's they, deli- they deliver phone 4 a.m., don't they? Like, surely, I think so. Surely. Yeah, there's a phone show, just eat, sure. man. Deliveroo, oh, yeah. yeah. Hungry House, mm. uh, you a hungry house guy? I'm not, no, I'm just um, offering alternatives. <laughs> 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 my guy, what a good, this is a total bro down I'm, more, just, I'm, I'm, I'm more Dine and Dash. Dine, what's mm. Dine and Dash? Just go there, eat it, and don't pay for it, run out. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're kind of walk to walk guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever had a walk to walk? There's one in, um, I had one in, uh, funnily enough, Cardiff. There's there's one in Cardiff. I'm pretty sure it was the same uh, thing, like did Japanese they put, noodles. Did they put like yeah. a Welsh spin on it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, uh, no, they didn't. It was literally no. just there were Welsh people working there, but that was about as far as it went. I'm pretty mm. sure it was the same thing. Just Japanese takeaway, right? Amazing takeaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beautiful think, thing. I'm we pretty have one sure last there's night. one in Cardiff. Yeah, well, it was mm. more like a walk to drive last night. Yeah, a walk to drive. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Hey, um, we've, we've, we've had a few uh, listeners tweet in. Uh, yeah. Pretty excitedly with some questions for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. As expected. Um, first one's my favourite. <laughs> To Carlin Luton. Super fan. Super a, fan, Carlin Luton. Yeah. Yeah. Says, hey, Hugh and Michael and Jets. All right. Okay. Could have used Mizos. Would have been fine. <laughs> been I haven't been outside yet and it looks warm, but it might be cold. What type of jacket or coat should I wear today? And will I need sunglasses or a scarf? Mm. Cheers, Carlin Luton. Big fan. You should probably wear... I mean, like, I'm so into leather trench coats at the moment. Right. If you wear a black leather trench coat, if you have one with a scarf, or... or a, do you know what? I, I'm kind of thinking. I, I had this idea the other day that judo suits are coming back. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I didn't you know, know they left me. You know, like, <laughs> you know like everybody had had a karate suit at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. So yeah. I bought one the other day, and I think if you've got if you've still got one knocking around the cupboard, <laughs> whack that on. Maybe like accessorize it, like write your name on the back. <laughs> yep. And this wear a scarf. But what right. color belt? Red. But don't you want to go straight to black so people yeah, go... Yeah, no, no you've got to work your way up to that. You've got to work your way up. De- Deputy Yellow. There Deputy was Yellow. One, but was there, was one there weird yellow, yeah. There was this weird thing that everyone used to go... It was like, what, didn't you get a white belt first or something? Yeah, yeah. White, then, white, then yellow. White, then yellow. Deputy Yellow. 
I was like, what the fuck does Deputy Yellow mean? Mm. Is that like, the yellow that's around when the main yellow isn't about? Is it yeah. like the charity <laughs> belt that you get when you know, you've been there for ages but you haven't progressed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If an award, you won an award. I love that, but I, I'm pretty sure anybody that walks around uh, in a karate suit probably doesn't do karate. That's just going to be my guess. No, exactly. But I kind of feel like it's a look that nobody's doing. I can yeah. see your point, you know. Like I can see yeah. that the, I'm, I'm visualising the aesthetic of you know yeah maybe not tied up just like chilled yeah right? chilled like, yeah, yeah nice little look, maybe yeah. a loose t-shirt or vest under the under the top definitely let it fly you went commando at karate have you yeah. ever tried to chop kick someone in the face with underpants on uh, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. exactly. It two things don't work. go hand in hand but yeah i'd wear that Good shot. Good shot. I like yeah. that. So, karate outfit with a, a long a leather jacket? Or with it, yeah, with it on top could be good. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Especially if you want to avoid people. No one will speak to you. If you're <laughs> so you can get what you've got to get You're done. either going to get flashed or chopped in the face. <laughs> in the way, it's going to be bad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so, Ed's in Tooting says, Hey, guys, I'm a big fan of the Mystery Jets. Big guests. I'd like to know what their favourite trainers are, please. Also, I'm going to a barber tomorrow and fancy a change of... People really see... People really get style advice off you guys. Yeah, style yeah. yeah. guys. This is nice. I mean, this these is are nice. life questions. These yeah, are absolutely. Yeah. The, big, the big question. Happy, thinking thinking about changing help. career. Big fan. Thinking about changing career. What do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, um, so, so he's saying uh, on top of, you know, he wants a good... Uh, suggestion of a, of a of a trim that he wants to get. He wants to change his <laughs> style, right? I love this. But then he's uh, what should my new yeah? What should my new spring hair be? He's uh, he's ended the uh, email with. Mm-hmm. Well, layers are always good, aren't they? It depends what kind of hair you got, really. If he's mm. got curly yeah, exactly. Hair, like, but I think there's nothing there's nothing wrong with a little summer trim, is there? Like you, so you can feel your ears again, maybe. Ooh. Yeah, you know, a bit bit of something like that. Bear in mind, this guy could be black, I'd, and I'd just go, just do a high top, do a Wesley or, Snipes. Or yeah. Snipes, 93, yeah. go back to 93. Yeah, or get dreads, see if you can get yeah. dreads before summer. Dreads are really cool. I actually and if really it looks like shit, dreads. you can always wear a backwards beret on it. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> get a chuck a Kango on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amazing. Yeah. What shoes are you, do you reckon? Um, what's like the backwards beret of shoes? <laughs> pair of... Um, loafers? Leather loafers? Leather loafers. Pair of desert boots? Desert, I'm really into desert boots, but someone, my girlfriend told me the other day that they're just not a thing anymore. No, no. Well, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. With all due respect, she probably doesn't. Yeah. Desert boots are great. She they are even wear karate outfits. Lovely and comfortable. I love them. Clarks, man. I've yeah, got a there of you go. There yeah. you go. Clarks. Or Converse. I always wear white Converse. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they just like you know when they get a bit dirty, you're like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It's better. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll get one more for you as well. Yeah. Um, last one Tess in London says hello um, hi who Tess oh, yeah, I, I, I do hello. love her I'm sure she'd, she'd uh, appreciate that response <laughs> why uh, sorry who would they who would you like to collaborate with and are you planning on any surprises or special guests on your uh, festival dates uh, she's coming to see you at British uh, summertime for sure and it'll be sick wicked mm. that's so cool well uh, we've that that particular show is uh, with supporting very good friends of ours, Mumford and Sons. Awesome. Who we've spent a lot of time with, uh, touring in the states mainly, and and in Europe as well. So who knows? I mean, actually, there was there was a time where they would were coming up on stage with us, and they were filling in um, for William, our guitarist, when he couldn't be there. So we kind of got 
we kind of got two Mumfords for the price of one jet. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> so who knows? Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Yeah. All right, well, Legend Dub, thank you so much. Yeah, we really, really appreciate time. Thanks for um, having us. Bubblegum, keep an eye out for the new single, Mystery Jets. You're listening to the best of FUBAR Radio. Yeah. Apart from the fact it's so good to have you back in because mm. I just missed the shit out of you. Yeah, uh, we get to do you. rap about anything. Yeah, we do. We, we do. We normally take suggestions. We do, but um, th- this week was slightly different. I mean, this is a suggestion, and it was given to me in, in, in the middle of the show, which is what we normally do. Um, but I just, this just felt like I owed this dude because um, this is this is coming from Al on on the email who uh, says, um, Hi, Doc and Hugh. Just discovered your show last week, and I'm loving it. This is from March. Um, uh, I'm a huge fan of yours. Um, My partner, Amy Simpson, is also a big fan, and she thinks you're gorgeous. Who can blame her? Not my words. But sadly, (laughs) she couldn't make it um, to to a a gig that I went to see you at um, because of work, which is a big deal for her. Because he didn't let her go. She works all the time. (laughs) He didn't want you near her. (laughs) I was hoping you could do a rap about her on your show as a present for her, as it's her birthday. Like I say, this was last month, but I got this email today. Uh, It would make her day after a long, hard day at work. She works in the film and TV industry in the sound department and is away a lot. So I, I, I... get to see her rarely and I won't get to see her until Friday she's the most kind loving generous and loyal person you'll ever meet she's stuck with me through some hard times and I wouldn't be here without her she's truly a shining example of what a human should be and I love her more than anything Uh, if anyone deserves to be immortalized in the amazing rap stylings of Doc Brown it's her a few things about her if you do decide to write a rap for her she plays drums she loves Motown. Her favorite number is six. Mine happens to be nine, so we're a perfect fit. Um, <laughs> Upside her down. favorite film is Cool Runnings. She watched it twice in a row once. Her favorite food is banana mousse, and she has big, beautiful blue eyes. Keep up the good work. You guys are awesome. You guys. Kindest regards and much love. Ow. So, you know, so something it just, it just struck a chord with me, that email, you know. And I, I know just why thought, it struck a chord with you. Because you're just, such a romantic guy. That's it, man. You know, I'm, I'm a romantic at heart, and I... I I don't know. I just feel bad that I've been away and I missed this email. So getting it today, I just thought, you know what? We won't throw out suggestions. I'm just going to write something here today now for uh, for Al and for Amy because um, they're you know they're meant to be together. So uh, oh my god, this is so much. Totally, this is going to be really fucked up because this is from March and like shit changes in relationships. And I imagine if they're not together anymore, <laughs> they break up. This would be the most horrible me. thing to hear. He's going to be crying. Either way, <laughs> right now, if, if they've broken up, you know, if they're together, it's going to hey. be romantic, and if they've broken up, it's going to be funny. So okay. let's do it either way. Here we go. Okay, let's do it. What have we got? What have we got? We've got to be. Uh, we've got instrumental here. Pharaoh okay. Mind to the oh, Light. Nice. Perfect. Perfect. My man, oh. Doc Brown, in the studio, rap about anything. Oh, you know, your Whenever you're ready, my man. Yeah. Here we go. It's coming, baby. It's mm. coming. Oh, you feel that? You feel oh, that? yeah. Mm. Oh. Mm. I know you will see the light, baby, if you understand what you mean to me darling oh yeah it's beautiful alright I got a promise to keep now it's gonna be deep now yeah this goes out to Al cause he messaged the show it was ages ago but I have been away so I just didn't know I missed his girl's birthday in the worst way and he wanted me to write a rap first hey so here we go bro play and listen this is for your girlfriend Amy Simpson she's a sound recordist and even though she 
she works away You stay down with all this And I'd say she's worth it Damn near perfect Don't forget bars where you heard it Amy's quite something Likes to do drumming And her favourite film is Cool Runnings She once watched it twice in an afternoon And her favourite food is banana mousse Amy, keep hold of your man He's a true guy he Told me that you have beautiful big blue eyes Al, you're a legend And Amy, well this has been an exclusive birthday presence to see the light Amy wants you understand what you mean to Al darling I know you will see the light Amy wants you understand what you mean to Al darling let's hope they haven't broken oh, up there you go rap about anything 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 at all anything <laughs> mate it's so good to have you back in we've hey, all missed you so much man. always a pleasure we've all missed you so much always a pleasure hey we're just about out of time now we've only got like 45 oh, seconds so quick, left of the show um, incredible thank you everybody so much for tuning in yeah, and for all you. your really really sweet tweets and emails and your emails hey guys hey guys oh doc well I reckon mate we haven't caught up for a while let's go and have a pint yeah let's have a pint let's have a pint and we'll uh, we'll debrief okay yeah and uh, um, we will catch you uh, very soon. Yeah, we'll catch you on the on the, on, on the next one. We'll catch you on the catch up, as did, they say. Did you want to um, anything you want to say to our dear listeners, our friends, for the last twenty seconds? Just thank you so much for your patience, um, for putting up with all the half-assed co-hosts that have been here in my absence, <laughs> and uh, give, giving them the time of day because not one of them deserved it, and I and I know that for a fact. They're all um, fired. So uh, th- thank you very much for sticking with the show. The Tuesday Roundup is a great, great show, and tune in next week for more excitement and love. Later. Bye guys. Bye guys.